0: Welcome to Peace at Home Podcast. I'm your co-host Sinan. And I'm Jamie. And we're joined by a guest and friend of the show, James. Hello. Hi. First time. Yeah. And this is definitely not that that Ben has a job and therefore could not make it
1: tonight. Oh no, this has been scheduled for months absolutely. Yeah, that's right. You know, yeah. That that's why I'm sitting here munching pizza during like the first part of the show tonight. It's because this was totally planned and like, you know, I was well prepared, machine, well oiled machine, etc.
0: Well, I'm going to be eating enchiladas in a second. So, you know, it is it's everyone's eating today apparently.
1: Okay, welcome to food at home. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Love it. It's fine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Jamie,
1: what are you eating? You're editing this one anyway. I, I'm sir. not
2: actually I I, I had um Sausage and egg sandwiches, half an hour. Ago, oh, so
1: it's so. it's opposite day to day. Everyone yeah. else is eating from Yeah,
2: popcorn, Jamie. I mean, I, I, I can reach into the cupboard behind me and get a box of crackers if you if you're absolutely desperate for some crunchy well, noises.
0: Well, at that point, it's your problem, not mine. Yeah, yeah. Like that's the thing. I don't care. <laughs> like I'm not on it this week.
2: I, how much how, how much of a cracker massacre are you, Jamie? <laughs> no, I mean, what normally happens is I um at like I just forget to eat before the recording. But today I forgot to eat it all, so I had to have something before I fell over an hour ago.
0: Yeah, I uh, to be fair, I edit everyone else's eating noises out, but my own. I don't, I don't, I don't edit my own out for some
1: reason. (laughs) I have no clue why that happens. Well, I mean, I think it adds texture, and if nothing else, like um, you know, but one of the best podcasts out there. uh, Well, there's your problem. They can like manage to open beers. you know eat to their heart's content and you know uh, occasionally just walk away from a microphone to go answer the door and stuff and it's all fine so yeah, like, yeah yeah it's completely fine if they can do it so can we right yeah yeah so uh
0: people who weren't on the stream are you going to be very confused by some of the comments we make <laughs> during this episode Mm. Uh, which is why you really had to be there. We, can, we like, there's no way to explain this without you yeah. being did there. The, I'm did the
2: VOD survive?
0: The VOD did survive because we didn't say any slurs
2: or anything. Oh well, there you go. Go do your homework.
0: Yeah, go go do your homework and watch the VOD. Uh, it was a very well attended stream. We had, I think, what was the fucking average? It was like 56 people on average
1: showed up. It like yeah, went up to like, like seventy six when I dropped in the room. So I was like, "Yeah, yeah this is pretty cool. Very yeah. impressive."
0: I've just I've just looked at it. Max viewers was one hundred and
1: fourteen. What the nice. fuck? Yeah, ow, Amazing. What never, fuck? never
2: in the never before in the field of human in- achievement has one person had to explain what mince. Is so many <laughs> times, in the I space of to, two hours.
0: I had to explain it at least five times, and it was on the screen, like, Mince's yeah. fucking name was on the screen, but we opened the stream with a rant about how much I hate Mince, the person we dubbed Mince. <laughs> like, I had to explain that, like, he was a fucking dickhead several times. Also, I've just been presented with an enchilada there, everyone. P- everyone will be pleased to him.
1: Yeah. We should get you. We should set up and get you one of those screen annotators, so you can do like election night live reporting and draw little circles around mince oh, so people know what you're talking about. I would love that. Yeah, mince is this bald guy here who's <laughs> he a fucking prick. For <laughs> Smash Cut, to like five years from now, you're going to be given like the what is it, Jeremy Vine kind of thing, where you walk down the street as a cowboy and like, mm. you know, like I, I'd love to see the interactive like Turkish elections version of that from you. Cause I I, know, it would be primo. Yeah, I would
0: love to do. Like, this is, this is like, the absolute, like, peak. Even though I'm going to be in Japan next year during the election, hopefully. I've timed it so that I hopefully am not in this country during our election. But if I am in the UK during the election, I would love to, like, rent out a venue and do a live election night from there <laughs> and just fuck <laughs> around with it. Because there's, like, a Lithuanian comedian guy who does that Mm. And he's like a centrist melt, whatever. But like, mm. you could easily do like a left wing version of that, where you're like, "Well, here's where the ham fuck is picking up seats." Or well, assuming he doesn't fuck it too badly, but
2: you know. I'm picturing like BBC News having to pay someone to make like a, a, a 3D model of Jeb with mince for a head.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Why did just... we make? Why did I say that? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm just picturing, like, you know, the old uh, weather maps used to have, I don't know if they still do, I don't think so, where it was like there'd be an, a British Isles on like a river as like a float, and someone would be leaping across oh, to like this morning, talk about yeah. the weather. Yeah, I'm just picturing one of those, except it's got Jamie dressed up as Godzilla going across the country explaining how everything's fucked. Like, uh, that, that would be my idea of a pretty <laughs> Wait, good interactive exhibit.
0: What, what you see here, uh, the Labour Party has gained Reading West, which is fucked. Um...
2: <laughs> just kicking cities off the map. Yeah.
0: yeah, just yeah, just like banning people from so. Cert- Although Reading in that case would fuck me, but still, um, well, I'm not from the Reading constituency, so maybe I'd be okay.
1: Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not i'm not picturing like the actual foot of jamie descending from the heavens as he does like it's not like a voodoo set of like aisles floating in the water well why not why why yeah, do we
0: not have this technology let's get this technology, we have the technology so... to
1: make a 3d jeb mince. Why?
0: why do we not have the yeah. technology to do this <laughs> fucking christ the jeb mints will will live rent free in my head for a while <laughs> i posted that on twitter and very few people understood what it was yeah.
1: What, I lo- what I love about it all, right, is in retrospect, kind of reflecting back on the evening, your sober election analysis thoughts in the light of day, um, not one person posted mince that was cooked. Yeah, that is that is kind of interesting, actually, when you think about it. I do you wonder why that
0: happened? God, the fucking Wes meeting someone made yeah. of Wes with, like, fucking <laughs> mince on it instead of his face. That was disturbing. Just but- a little bit. Yeah, it was. I'm glad I added David about that. So people who weren't, uh, so people wondering what the mint stuff's about. That is uh, on the on the set of. So here's the thing: there were three different sets of election results on the night, which might bedlam. (laughs) Might sound like it's something of a problem, and it is technically speaking. But there were three different results, and the results we were looking at were from an opposition-aligned media agency because. I do not trust the integrity of the Turkish state, um, <laughs> which uh, apparently was kind of a controversial position to take, uh, according to some people on Twitter.com. They were like, oh, yeah, you know, how dare uh, the progressive international
1: monitor the Turkish state? The Turkish state lies all the fucking time. What are you on about? <laughs> like, well, <what>? the, <laughs> I'll be honest. The fact that they allow the announcement of election results while the elections are in progress doesn't exactly fill me with confidence to be told. So, okay,
0: this. okay. So, like, here's the thing. Uh, the the voting had closed. Oh, what had right. happened okay, was uh, what happens is in Turkey elections are reported ballot box by ballot box. So uh, that's, that's what we it. were seeing.
1: Yeah, okay.
0: yeah, and the thing is the uh, so the Anadolu Ajans, which is the like official state media thing, mm-hmm. um, their results, the methodologies was different from the opposition and from the uh, government one. So the Islanddullah mm-hmm. Ajants, they checked it at the provincial level. so when the results came in at the provincial level, they would update their results. The opposition one, which was Anka, which was uh, which would always be like more ballot boxes ahead, would get mm-hmm. them when they were submitted at the uh, at the sort of like local ballot box level
2: mm-hmm.
0: which is why there was that discrepancy quite early on. But the thing is that Muharram Inja, who came last, um, despite coming second uh in the previous election possibly because he wasn't personally popular and it was all about his party who knows who can say um <laughs> lessons to be learned but he started his own party and he uh basically he showed up on the anchor thing as m.inja which is mints in english so that's where the mint stuff came from everyone so if you're wondering why the term mints is now it's like hilarious to me that's it <laughs> yeah.
1: It was literally like you know, we talked earlier about it was like a hundred people showed up in a stream, and I think a good like eighty percent of them all posted a mince meme at some point, so you know.
0: Yeah, it was it was good fun. I think it was good fun on a night that went very poorly.
1: Yeah. That's best you can hope for really Yeah, like
0: it? like I think I think that like because we have like a tiny bit of geographic distance perhaps, we were able to not react like it was twenty nineteen Britain. Yeah. Like on stream. Like if that was, if like, and to be clear, this might be a more embarrassing result than 2019 Britain, by the way. There's a lot of very embarrassing stuff that's happened. Um, well,
1: on the plus side, Senator, so at least you didn't do an elaborate live, like, staged, uh, you know, reproduction of Dr. Strangelove as a bit, only to discover that the candidate you were dead certain was going to win has actually lost and it's Donald Trump who's in. So, you know, it could be worse in terms of, like, staging for election night results. It
0: could be a lot more embarrassing. But yeah. <laughs> Um, so I guess we'll go through... What do we want to do first? Do we want to do parliamentary... I guess we should do parliamentary election first, because that's basically all settled.
1: Cool. Well, how about we start with a little bit of, like, you know, Cosocratic kind of explanation, and we go, what is this election, and why do we care? All
0: right. Okay, so what is this election, and why do we care? So, Erdogan called early general elections this year. He We were going to have 2023 elections anyway, but he mm-hmm. called them early, and... Basically, Erdogan is entering his final legitimate term as president.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: So, I mean, okay, so this was actually the source of some controversy, because technically Turkish presidents are term limited to two terms. Erdogan has, this is Erdogan's third term technically, but what his legal argument was, was that it reset once the constitution changed, which... Is a nonsense, but basically no one really fielded a significant legal challenge to because they didn't yeah. want him to be a crybaby about it. Based just, <laughs> and so so and Turkey is, as sort of people with geographic knowledge will know, it's kind of important. It's it's in the middle of the East, if you will, and it's also in the East of Europe and also the Mediterranean and also has a very important Strait and Erdogan is particularly politically active in the ukraine conflict like there's no you know there's no no way around that so the russia's invasion of ukraine erdogan has been like really diplomatically active right
1: yeah and
0: so and so you know he's uh he, a russia like Today or yesterday, said that they were extending the grain export deal with Ukraine for sixty days. Now, some people think that's because Putin would prefer for Erdogan to win. I'm not doing RussiaGate stuff. There's, they have a relationship with each other, like a known relationship with each other. They 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 hang out, like kinda. Right? Well, is
1: it like I mean my understanding and again you know total ignoramus here so tell me if I'm being stupid but my understanding is that Erdogan's essential position is because he's right smack in the middle of everything he by default kind of talks to all of his neighbors in one way or another so, some of them very aggressively but he keeps dialogue open is my understanding there's a my his- con- yeah sorry. sorry sorry I was going to
0: say there's a historic AKP foreign policy position which was zero mm-hmm. problems with neighbors where they even with armenia they had open communication with them right like they 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 were the first turkish government ever to do diplomatic communication with armenia which is a big was a big deal like that was a huge fucking deal unfortunately that foreign policy led to turkey to the position where it has problems with literally all of its neighbors it's <laughs> gone well it's gone well and now now that's Partly because events, events have happened and par- and also because Turkey can't help itself. It can't help itself in some ways, but be, but be in everyone's fucking business. Like it is in that position where it has to be in everyone's business. So the other important thing about this election is a lot of people sort of, they always say like every election is the most important election ever, right? That's, yeah, that's man. sort of like what everyone's like. Uh, There was sort of a sense that this time the opposition had got its act together. You know, they'd created a broad coalition um, from centre-left to far-right to oppose the AKP government coalition, which was from centre-left to far-right. You're getting a feeling about what's happening here. Yeah, yeah, Um, no, it's it's coming together. I mean, to be fair, technically speaking, the centre-left contingent of the AKP, that party of their alliance was a party called the Democratic Left Party, who split... And people were saying that the very famous former leader of that party, Bulent Ezewitz, who was Prime Minister and also was Prime Minister for the Democratic Left Party and the Republican People's Party, about twenty years apart, right. um, that <laughs> okay. he would be not, he would be rolling thinks. he would be rolling in his grave and people got sued and by the way, that party was just full of like fourth rate people. All of the people in that area of politics who are like remotely decent are all in the Republican People's Party now. Like quality wise, not policy wise. It's so, like a caliber like, of politician. Yeah, it's like it's kind of not like in terms it... of
1: policy, but in terms of just being total losers.
0: Yeah, these days it became cucktig. Back in the day, it's like <laughs> if cucktig won, and then twenty years later you had Mike Gapes. That's kind of like what this is, I guess. So,
1: so kind of, so kind of Scott, li- Scott Lab then Scottish Labour, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. No, no, right, no, 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 makes no. sense.
0: Yeah, and, and they have, and to be fair, some people did stubbornly retain their Democratic Left Party stuff, and they, they've done alliances with the Republican People's Party before. There was also uh, a new, uh, basically a new party. It, a lot of these parties will look new, but they're not actually new, which is the Green Left uh, Party, who are just the HDP, they're the Kurdish interest party.
1: Most of their list was the HDP list. Didn't they, so, right, I might be mixing things up here, but didn't they get banned, like, the Kurdish party get banned, essentially, politically? They are in
0: a court case, an ongoing court case that may result in their banning, so their candidates Ah, didn't run as HDP candidates. They ran on the Green Left list. The Green Left is an older party than the HDP. They've existed long before the HDP, if I'm remembering correctly. Like, this
1: party's been around for a while.
0: So they yeah, basically, fact, they basically yeah.
1: said, "Hey guys, just in case our car crashes, can we like travel in yours?" Yeah, basically. and a yeah, lot, cool. and
0: a lot of the, le- and so basically, like the people who had been like long-term leadership in the Green Left, they got to get into Parliament when they otherwise never would have. Like they, yeah, zero chance they would win any seats, but they got to get into Parliament now. So there are now legit Green Left MPs.
1: Good for them. Yeah, and, it does and, sound like very smart politics, to be honest. Yeah, but, and.
0: and yeah, and also the uh, their alliance. So this alliance was the uh, the freedom and L- sorry the labor and freedom alliance. Uh, they okay. also had the Turkish Workers Party, who before ran on the list of the HDP. So this is a ah, trick that's done right, quite right. often, right? They yeah, only yeah, yeah. got they only got two seats on the HDP list last election. This time they got four. Okay, sure. On there. Yeah, nice. with 1.7. This is the first time the uh, the uh, sort of alliance system has actually yielded numbers for parties that are below the threshold, I think, like significantly below the electoral threshold. So there are two which are on opposing alliances. So you have the the New Welfare Party, who are a a a, a, a sort of hardcore Islamist party that are pretty far right, if I'm being honest. Um, and, and these are the people who get mad about uh, about people burning the Quran and stuff like that, which you shouldn't do, and I would get kind of mad about. But they also, like, um, are, are basically saying that they want to declare Sharia law. <laughs> so their youth wing are like, we're going to
1: declare Sharia law soon. Uh,
0: um which is illegal in Turkey. You can't declare Sharia law in Turkey. It's it's literally yeah. illegal.
1: My, my understanding is there was this guy. Um, I just can't remember his name. Uh, pretty big deal with it. Um, yeah, he, he might have maybe said once upon a time something about secularism in Turkey. I don't know. It, it probably lost to Mr. Times at this point. Anyway.
0: Mm. Sorry, I just took a big bite.
1: <laughs> oh, sorry. I'll I'll spin a bit out another like three minutes so you can eat. No, it it's, okay. it's okay.
0: It's okay. It's um, okay.
1: Mercifully, because it wasn't a very good bit.
0: Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah. The, basically, this this parliamentary election has fucked it fucked it big time. The opposition fucked it big time. And I'm going to explain how badly they fucked it. But also, I think we should probably start from the government coalition. Sure. Then do uh, two
1: opposition alliances and see how they got on. Yeah, you set the bar and then see how badly they failed, they failed to clear it. So, that sounds good to me.
0: Okay. So, the government alliance... Uh, they, they ran three separate lists. They ran the AKP list, which is the Justice and Development Party. They are the big government. That's Erdogan's party, basically. Mm-hmm. They're the big party. Then you have the fascist uh, nationalist action party or nationalist movement party, depending on what official version of their name you use. Uh, they, they ran their own list. This party it basically does not run a political program as such, except for preserving like racism in Turkey. That's basically right. their only, their only like political positioning, and their leader seems to be slowly like dementing before our eyes. To be honest, because he's come out today and said Turkey doesn't need a crisis; it needs a it needs a hug. And I'm like, is this guy okay? <laughs> something something very strange is happening there. And the other list they ran is this uh, new welfare party list, mm-hmm. who uh yeah, they're, they're characters, but within those lists, uh, there were there were other parties. There were there were other political parties that ran within them. So, mm-hmm. uh, so for example, to give so to give an ex- so basically, this election is a disaster on both sides, both for, on an opposition perspective and a government perspective, because oh, all right. it's done is created a a series of insane right wingers that are in the parliament. And it's, it's completely, apparently this is completely fine. So I'm going to explain how insane some of these parties are to everyone. So one okay. of these parties is a party called Hudapar, um, Hurdava Partisi, which is, um, sorry, let me try again, Hurd, Hurdava, Hurdava Partisi, Free Cause Party, which is a a Islamist Kurdish political party. Right. Uh, they are commonly associated, well, with a, with a militant group called Kurdish Hezbollah, <laughs> so Turkey oh, no. now has a Hezbollah. And by the way, they ran on the AKP list. And th- these people are exactly what they sound like. They are wild. Like, there is, like... Turkey has always had uh, a, a lot of weird right-wingers in parliament, mm. right? It, it always has. Like, this is, this is just, like, a fact. Turkey has always had weird right-wingers in its parliament... This is not new. We've never had Hezbollah MPs. Like, people who are, like, attested Hezbollah militants now, (laughs) like, and, you know, they are in Parliament on the government list. The AKP got its weakest result as an individual party in its entire history of existing. Damn. So now, not only do they have on their list Hezbollah MPs, which is a great thing. Like, this is like what right-wingers imagine Jeremy Corbyn was going to do. Like, it's actually fucking insane that, that this guy has got, gone and done it. But not only are they do they have them in their party, they're going to form their own party group, but they don't have a majority in parliament on their own, the AKP. So they're now completely reliant on the fascist party, and if they want to, like, be super sure of themselves, they're completely reliant on Hezbollah.
1: And... The people who want to bring in Sharia law into the country. This um, this sounds what I think we'd professionally call in the like political consultancy service as this sounds bad. This sounds really bad. Uh, so right, I've got to ask the obvious question: How's Erdogan with all of this?
0: Completely fine, as far as we can tell, because he's already made his bed with the uh, far right party. That does not that's not at odds with his project. Mm. Right, his long overarching political project is not really at odds with the far right in Turkey. It be- initially it kind of was. Initially it was kind of not this core Turkish nationalist project. It's become that through necessity because parts of his coalition have just shorn off, basically.
2: Mm. I'm back.
0: Okay, <laughs> great. Thanks, Jamie. <laughs> Fucking
2: <laughs> we, we bombs. Ah,
0: right. But yeah, so they've they've completely fucked it. Uh, they're now completely reliant, and now these people have been given a platform through the government list, uh, which is really fucking disastrous, actually. And to be fair to the new to the new welfare party, they did not they did not get it through the government list. They ran on their own list and gamed the system to get seats, which is whatever you know. That's what they do. It's still not great. So, yeah. that's the government. The government kind of fucked it. They want a majority in the parliament, which is, which is all you need to pass laws. And the parliament is less important than the presidency these days, because the presidency has a lot of executive power.
1: But, these, are, these, are, these are all sentences which are really great and reassuring to hear in your democratic institutions. Loving it.
0: Yeah, it's, it's all fine. But here's the twist. The opposition... Have also allowed batshit right wingers into the parliament and have shifted the general tone of Turkish politics to the right.
1: Oh dear. Right. So, so what what exactly so the right wingers what I guess the question is, right, so these are the ones which have got in through Erdogan's like, you know, big uh, coalition that he's put together. You but you said there was like right wingers on the other side as well. Mm-hmm. That's right. That
2: sounds depressingly familiar.
0: Yeah. Right. So, there are really three political parties here that I want to call out. Uh, There's one called the uh, Gelecek Partisi, the Future Party, which is led by a former AKP Prime Minister. Amazing. Who are in the Republican People's Party list. Then there's the Democracy and Progress Party, who are led by, I believe, a former AKP Foreign Minister... So you can right. see what, and now there's the Saadet Party, which is a party that is the successor. So you know how there's a new Welfare Party.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: This party is the successor to the original Welfare Party.
1: Fucking hell. Right. Okay, and sure. and
0: and they're not ideologically dissimilar from the uh, from the New Welfare Party. Their main disagreement is
1: on whether you should have a parliamentary system or not okay so right i I have to ask which side thinks you should have a parliamentary system the opposition right okay which puts them in an incredibly funny position if they win the presidency
0: by the way because they will have to effectively neuter themselves to give the akp political power
1: (laughs) that's quite good Uh, that's really
0: quite good yep okay Yep. yep it's gone very well that is if they want to keep their promises. The other party that was on the list is an old favourite of the uh, podcast, the Democrat Party. They're back. They're also on the Republican People's Party list. So that's four right wing political parties that are running from the centre left party's list.
1: Makes sense. This is, I'm beginning to feel like these labels are perhaps not the best chosen in the world. Just a hunch.
0: Yeah. And, uh, and incidentally, and there's a reason this is particularly seen as a mistake and a lot of people's political judgment is being called into question the uh but also i think we'll have to talk about the other party in the opposition alliance real quickly which is the party that's called e in turkish in turkish but is um but is is it translates as good and i refuse to call it that i refuse to call it the good party they have also fucked it spectacularly. They they didn't lose any seats, but they did lose vote share. So, and they are led by a fascist, uh, which is great. I think that's fine. Uh, the, the, so the, to be clear, the woman I'm referring to is Mara Akshaner, who a lot of the European press tried to rebrand into a liberal girl boss.
2: All right. All right. But okay. uh, they do but she... they do love that
0: but she is most famous for being an interior minister during the 90s, who was in charge of the racism department who depopulated Kurdish villages.
1: Excellent. Love it. That's all. This all feels incredibly normal.
0: That's your opposition alliance, everyone. (laughs) Does it feel good? Oh, obviously, I should, sitting... I should obviously talk about the main party in the Alliance, the Republican People's Party, but I feel like this entire podcast has been about why that party is shit.
2: Yeah. So... You,
1: know, you know, sitting back way, way, way back ages ago when you pitched one of your general premises for this show, that you felt that Turkish politics were a good analogue for, like, British politics in bizarre ways. Like, I was always a little bit sceptical, but this is bringing home just how absolutely accurate it is. Jesus. Same country. Same yeah. country.
0: So... Let me explain how exactly they fucked it. Because there's a very precise way they did it.
1: Mm.
0: And we're going to have to relate this to the presidential election a little bit, but it's it's going to be fine, everyone. So, in the presidential election, if you look at Kamal Kalachdarula's numbers, right, mm-hmm. and you look at the previous presidential election, if you add up uh, Murat Akshane's presidential election percentage, right, uh Salahuddin who ran from prison but was on behalf of the HDP. And they and by the way, that alliance chose not to run a candidate this time. They got out of Kılıçdaroğlu's way to maximise his chance of winning. Right. And you look at um Mintz's previous um, <laughs> percentage, fuck's sake. I made myself laugh with the Mintz bit. Yeah, but his previous <laughs> percentage, and you add them together, you approximately get Kamal Kılıçdaroğlu's number. All of these far-right dipshit parties, the the far-right Islamist party, the former AKP parties, the Democrat party, they didn't add anything to his presidential campaign. They didn't deliver anything. They didn't take anything away from Erdogan's coalition, anything significant away from Erdogan's coalition. If anything, it looks like
1: the electorate has shifted further to the right, actually, on the surface level of these results. So basically, we did a bunch of horse trading... And it didn't actually gain them anything. It just kept them pretty much where they are. Is that yes. I'm this Yes, and
0: it's and it's actually worse than this, right? Because Turkey, uh, when they elect MPs, uh, they run a list system, right? A parliamentary mm-hmm. list in 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 different provinces and different constituencies. It's multi-member and it's a list system. Yes, the, the Republicans people Republican People's Party put. Particularly members of the, uh, let me get this right, of the Democracy and Progress Party and the Future Party, high on their list in places, so they have got a disproportionate number of seats compared to what they delivered. So basically, they've scammed the Republican People's Party, which has put a lot of questions out there about who's making decisions and whether the it's time for Turkish Keith, as we call them, uh, come mm. on, Color Roller, to fuck off. This is his sixth election loss in a row. Like, I'm not I'm, like I'm not even kidding. It's well, sick.
2: Maybe it's, it's his turn.
0: Maybe, but it's his sixth one in a row. Like,
2: has he tried? So, has he tried asking everyone to Pokemon go to the polls?
0: Uh, he did try that actually, in, in a way.
1: <laughs> oh well, then it i got nothing. It, it, it somewhat feels to me, and you know, this might be a little controversial, but if you're that bad and you, you just consistently lose surely at some point someone says hey maybe you should perhaps not keep doing this so here's and the interesting maybe... thing a, a, a man tried to challenge him for the leadership
0: position a man called right. Mince <laughs> so it went pretty much exactly as you expected Mince fucked it like he, oh. he's, he's a as Jamie put it he's a helmet and he fucked it yeah Like, he completely fucked it, big time, right? So he was challenged, and he won. Now, part of this because party members don't vote. It's delegates to the party conference. And he has a very good uh, grip on the party uh, bureaucracy. I mean, the guy is a career bureaucrat. This is the one thing he's good at. Once he gets into a place, he's very good at retaining power. But the problem is getting there because everyone fucking hates (laughs) him because he's a tax inspector. That was literally his... It's 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 like Keir stammer on fucking steroids. Like, he's not just like... He's not the guy who locks up kids for stealing ice creams. But he is the guy who would give you a
1: fine if you filed your taxes incorrectly. Yes, I mean, just staggering, really. Like... <sighs> do they just i mean i'm assuming this is a case of there is actual political talent in turkey but it's locked out by these liberal fine systems that don't allow one member then one vote etc but yeah i I remember yeah sorry go ahead i was gonna say even with all that this seems like an astonishingly bad person to put forward frankly
0: yes actually this is we'll talk about that when we get to the presidential election because pollsters have weighed in on how exactly how shit he was I love it. (laughs) Like, a a pollster came in and was like, no, 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 I'm going to explain to you how shit this guy actually was. Because he was literally the shittest candidate of the likely candidates. Like, by some significant margin, too. And everyone knew this. I fucking said on this podcast, if they pick him, they will lose. I'm pretty (laughs) sure. I'm pretty sure I've said it. I've said it in the Discord for the podcast. Like... My anxiety is if they pick him, he will fuck it because he's a career loser. I texted my mum, like, this is some, some insight. I texted my mum about the election result, like, the day after. I was like, looks like Kaluch have fucked it. And my mum said, just replied, yep. And then I said, <laughs> I think the man's addicted to losing. And my mum was like, I agree. So, my mum's verdict has been delivered, if you're wondering. Yeah, that's, um, that's not great. So this is the bad news. It's actually not, it's not necessarily all bad. There is a part of Turkish politics that's actually trying to meaningfully oppose the AKP without allying with people who were members of the AKP and who are uh, religious extremists. Uh, that, that would be uh, the old Labour and Freedom Alliance, uh, which is made up of a, basically the two main parties you need to know about are the People's Democratic Party, HDP, and the Workers' Party of Turkey. Now, obviously, HDP ran under the Green Left banner. A mm-hmm. bit of horse trading went on there, but no one's too mad about it. Uh, there are there are various smaller political parties, like the Labour Party, which in Turkey is a communist party. So don't don't worry about that. Then there's the Labourist Movement Party, which is also a communist party. Oh,
2: that's and just then, like do, over here. Our party yeah, I wonder if a communist. Yeah, I heard, and it on, heard on GB News.
0: <laughs> that's right. And then there's the uh, Social Freedom Party which is their official English name, which is also a communist party. So basically you have four communist parties out of five in this alliance, and the People's Democratic Party are just like your usual left-wing, green-ish, democratic, socialist, pro-LGBT party. Right? So this is a pretty... If I was voting in Turkey, I would probably have voted for the green left, depending on where I was voting, or the workers' party. It depends where, right? If I was in Istanbul, probably workers' party. But, you know, that's that's just sort of to make sure they got their four seats. So the alliance as a whole ended up losing two seats, uh, but they lost like two percent of the vote. So it went quite well for them because they had quite an efficient vote in the southeast of Turkey. In fact, if I show you the uh, I'll show you the map in episode notes. uh, If you look at a map of the Turkish elections, you will see. That they uh, they very much cleaned up in a particular region of Turkey, the purple on the map for the green yeah. left. They very much cleaned up in a particular <laughs> region of Turkey at the parliamentary level. Uh, you and it, and when we look at the presidential results, you might see a correlation between that and how well a certain candidate who fucked it did. So, just just interesting thoughts. Uh, and also, you'll notice that the Republican People's Party does well in the coast, in the west, and a little bit in Ankara and Eskisehir. But didn't win Istanbul, which is pretty embarrassing, actually, to be honest,
1: to not win Istanbul. But, hey, that's what's happened. This definitely... Um, yeah, this, this, looking at this map, this map feels fucked. I don't think there's any other way around it.
0: Yeah, like, it, yeah. like, it's it's a very difficult map electorally to overcome. Because, like, the Green Left and the Turkish Workers Party are not going to form the main... They're not going to form a government. Like, it's just no. never going to happen. But... Turkish voters are becoming so traditionally speaking there's like the estimate is that like 65 percent of Turkey's electorate is some flavor of nationalist
2: mm-hmm.
0: most of them are associate quite openly with far-right nationalism oh dear the there was a lot of excitement around all oh, young voters they're voting for the there are five million new voters at this election. Uh, there's an unfortunate analysis that's come from this, which is that the young voters who voted for the first time may be
1: more nationalist than the older voters. Fuck off! It's all those oh, YouTube this... maps. Yeah, yeah is it, like is it, is it is it fucking map games? Is it YouTube? Is it 4chan? Like it's what?
0: it's it's the a right. The AKP has created a series of poly- The thing is. The AKP has done what New Labour failed to do, which has created a series of political incentives that make it basically impossible to defeat, or, even if you beat them, basically impossible to overturn a bunch of stuff without, like, fucking a bunch of stuff up for people. So, it is in part because, well, look, I'll tell an anecdote, right? I'll tell an anecdote. Uh, On my stream, we do get a lot of Turkish people who come into the chat, and Mm -hmm. most of the Turkish people who come into the chat are fine, Right? Except for the guy who called me a Satanist communist, which fine, whatever. Like I don't give a shit, right? But there was I mean, one. That's,
1: that's kind of rad, to be honest. Yeah, for it's,
0: sure. it's very cool. But there was one kid who was, uh, who was a kid. He like was like, I'm 16. I live in Turkey. And I was like, yeah, whatever. It's not like an over 18 stream or whatever. So it's like fine. You know, hangs out, chats with us. He comes into the chat and starts talking about like, oh, Syrian refugees. There are 10 million of them in Turkey, and they're they're attacking, assaulting all our women and children, and they're doing this. And I'm like. No. Jesus fuck, and, and then he talks about like one particular person who I really, really fucking hate, Umit Ozdar, who was the leader of the Victory Party, who did very badly at this election, which is good. We want him to do badly, uh, which is it's very not, ironic. It's not just a clever the name. name, then. No, uh, but he he he's a very very nasty political figure. His party is specifically anti-immigration, right? Specifically anti-immigration goes around saying like, well, you know, we're just going to kick all the Syrians out by force, you know, like. Mm. Uh, we're going in fact he very in fact there was one incident i mentioned it on the stream i think where he went to uh, visit with a syrian refugee who settled in turkey and he's had kids in turkey he's done all this stuff right he's got a job everything right yeah. he comes there and he's like oh you know like what uh, what would it take for you to go back to syria and he's like well you know like if the country was normal and he's like but what if we did a deal with bashar al-assad to make the country normal like, what then would you go? And he basically, he asked him, like, why did you leave? And he's like, dude, I was, like, a 20-something-year-old guy. Whenever an, 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 an a hostile army takes over a place, I'm the guy who gets killed or conscripted. Like, those were my two choices, right? So mm-hmm. like, so he was like, and then the guy implies, oh, you might be a bit of a pussy then because you didn't, uh, you didn't fight for Bashar al-Assad. And it's like, what the oh. fuck are you? Just fuck off, dude. This guy's a fucking cunt. Like, I fucking hate, like, he looks like, he looks like his fucking politics when it does that. He's, you know, he looks like a man who embodies his politics. This is a picture of the cunt. Oh, fucking Like, him, man. like, yeah, yeah, like this, this motherfucker embodies his politics. He's the same age as my fucking parents as well. He
2: looks like, he looks like a PE teacher who's
1: aged out. yeah. He, he, was, he, looks like, he was. He was born in Tokyo. What the fuck? He looks like Eeyore except his soul is dead, and he wants to ask you some gentle leading questions um, that ultimately lead to gas camps. Like he's got that kind of expression. Is the only way I can describe it.
2: Too mm. much.
0: Accurate, but you'll never guess which party he was happily a member of before. Oh, go the, on. the good party. Hey,
1: <laughs> good as in the good place. Love
0: it. Yeah. So that's. Um, luckily, he didn't win any seats because uh, he's a fucking cunt. But you know, he was also in the national, the fascist party before then, before the split between the good party and the fascist party. Just which yeah, is okay. what happened, by the way. <laughs> so yeah, it's 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 gone well, and so so the parliamentary elections are really bad. They're they're really fucking bad. Because even if... Even if Kılıçdaroğlu has a miracle in him and he wins the presidential election, which we're going to explain why he's not going to win the presidential election. We're going to explain why in a little bit. Even if he does that, he can't do anything.
2: Yeah.
0: Basically, he'll have to... He basically is forced into a position where he has to use powers that he's criticized Erdogan for using. So now he's going to... He's going to... He's going to completely cave basically, and not do anything if he wins. Well, look for him. He's not going to win, so (laughs) it's not going to be
1: an issue, (laughs) I don't think, but yeah. I mean, it's it's nice to know even if he does win, literally better things aren't possible. Like, yes, awesome. Like, he can rule by decree, but his whole political alliance formed because they don't like presidents ruling by decree. By decree, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this this very much feels like... um, Okay, in order to you know win the war, we've completely leveled the country kind of levels of uh strategizing going on here. Yeah. Like, yeah. And okay. and they
0: bet and they bet heavily on these former AKP parties, like shearing off bits of the AKP electorate. And the AKP did pretty badly. They lost 6% of the vote, but the MHP held steady, they only lost 1%. And the uh the opposition alliance. Uh, how much did they lose? They they gained a little bit of ground. They gained as a alliance. They gained about two point eight percent. That's it.
1: That's really not great. This is this feels like it, the elections mostly just returned the same thing, but with like a shuffling of chairs and who's like occupying them more than anything. Like I, I don't know. It, it's great it's, it's I'm get, I'm getting from this is like status quo but worse.
0: Yeah, it's worse because now there's a menagerie of like insane right wing freaks on both sides now. Mm-hmm. And there already were, by the way. Like, there already were, like, insane right-wing freaks. The E-Party were perfectly capable of producing right... I mean, Umin Oztar is from that party, right? The-, the guy who's going around telling people that they have to fuck off out of the country. Like, that guy is from that party anyway. Mm-hmm. But now they're in the... Now there's more filtered in through the Republican People's Party. Disproportionately compared to what they brought to the table. So people are pissed about that. Basically, Coach Darrell is done. A lot of a lot of parts of his party are going to demand a pound of flesh for how badly he fucked it. Like, the nationalists are going to demand that they turn the racism dial up. The traditional secularists are going to go, well, why did you align yourself with a, an Islamist party? And why did you align yourself with AKP people? So you could end up with, like, a really toxic secular nationalist takeover of the party. Because there's, because if you watch, like, opposition-aligned uh, media in Turkey on the night, right? I carried on watching after the stream was over. The number one question they were all asking is, we did everything that was asked of us. How come it didn't work? Right? They're like, because everyone was like, oh, the Republican People's Party, it's too close to Kurdish people. Which is true. It is too close to Kurdish people. Uh, you know, it's a party of minorities. It doesn't speak to the majority majority people in Turkey kind of true. Like, a lot of the Republican People's Party's um, electorate base is uh, Alevi, which is a Shia group that exists in Turkey. About 15% of the population. Mm. Right? Uh, they were like, uh, oh, the Republican People's Party, it needs to reach out to, you know... They they invented a swing voter. You know, they do this in Turkey as well. You know, they, they invented like a headscarf-wearing, young-ish, he- you know, woman who has kids that they needed to reach out to, and they were like, well you know, then it does You know, putting an arm around some conservative political parties and putting them on the list to win her over.
1: Judging from this result, no. So, Sinan, what's the the equivalent of a Turkish red wall? (laughs) Uh, well, the the thing is, that would require
0: there to be a wall to fall. The Republican People's Party doesn't like... The red wall of the Republican People's Party has never fallen. Yeah,
1: okay, fair.
0: But if we're talking about, like, the equivalent for the AKP and places where the Republican People's Party really ought to have tried to have won more, right? There are places like that, right? Uh, one that comes to mind is a city. So you see in Western Turkey, there are these... Uh, so, like, you know, like, along the coast, it's all red. There are, there are some coastals that are, like, yellow on that map, right?
1: Yeah, yes.
0: Uh, that's uh, I'm uh, uh, Not Eskisehir. fuck, what am I on about? Uh, it's like Balikasir Brusa... Uh, These are kind of the places that the Republican People's Party needed to do better in. Uh, oh. There's sort of like a pale yellow ones along the north coast. Uh, so that's like um, one of those is Artvin. The other one is Zonguldak, And there's a bunch of smaller ones as well. They needed to be doing better there. Uh, the Republican People's Party basically does not exist as a political force in central Anatolia. Uh, which is why they would run on the good party list there. They just didn't bother running a list. They ran on their alliance partners' list because they're just detested there. Basically, yeah. like they they do not have any political. They needed to be doing better in you know, and they did do quite. The AKP vote did fall in places like Konya, which is in the south south of Turkey. It's that big province with lots of seats in the south of Turkey. That's yellow, That's orange there, like um, like the one with lots of seats just south of Ankara, the red one. Like, that, you know, that that's a place where the AKP did badly because a lot of people from the earthquake-affected regions moved there. But the Republican People's Party didn't cut through in the earthquake region in the way that a lot of people imagined they would because the government fucked the earthquake response. So, the Republican People's Party... Well, this this is more relevant to the presidential election, but on the parliamentary level, this is the same functional problem, which is that they didn't win where they needed to win in places that any anyone would have told them to target in Western Turkey, not Istanbul. They didn't win in Istanbul. They should have won in at least one of the electoral districts of Istanbul. Mm. At least one they should have been able to win. They didn't. And, you know, the, there are there are districts of Istanbul, like, where my grandmother lives, where they vote 82% for the Republican People's Party. The AKP come last. They come below the, like, insane Islamist parties in that district. There is no tradition of voting for them there. Like, they still can't win in that part of Istanbul, that general electoral district, even with Assad numbers in some places, right? Like, the, the party... And also, the party completely fucks, and I... They, first of all, there's there are issues with the vote, ca- vote counting. I feel like I need to lead with that now before I go into this criticism. There are issues okay. with the vote counting. There have been revealed in the days after the election that in the southeast, particularly in rural areas, votes that were meant to go for the green left, they were all transcribed as for the far right party, the MHP. Now, <laughs> now, you know, like if that happened once, you could be like, okay, well, that's easy. They'll challenge it there and it will get fixed and everything's fine. It has happened a lot. And in fact, they have gained a couple of MPs in the final count because of this. That's how fine the margins are in some places. The Republican People's Party and the opposition generally failed to get election monitors into rural areas. They have known an election was coming in 2023 for five years. Mm. In the cities, you know, like in Istanbul, Izmir, you know, Ankara, all of these places... you can feel relatively confident that those results are approximately the results. Like, they're pretty much bang on. In rural areas, you know, then there's lots of allegations of electoral fraud. I mean, there were videos of people beating the shit out of each other in in polling stations on the day. Like, you know, like, okay, like, these things happen. Like, Turkish people run hot. Like, I'm not like, I'm not saying that, you know, like, boys will be boys basically, a little bit. You know, it's it's fine. It's not fine. You shouldn't you shouldn't do violence at polling stations. Obviously, right? I should probably feel the need to correct that a little bit. But they appear to have been completely unprepared for this election. For the third time in a row, this has happened. Like it look, it feels like this might be the third time this has happened.
1: He, is that why he called it early? Then
0: you think just to catch him off guard? Well, yeah, ba- basically. There are a lot of things. So Erdogan is famous for doing, like, balcony speeches. You know, his big speech at the, on the balcony where he's like, even if I didn't win a majority the first time, I won in the, uh, you know, parliamentary, I won a majority, so fuck him, basically. And he, yeah, basically there were accusations that the reporting was delayed in Republican People's Party areas and star areas to give the perception that erdogan had a bigger lead than he did turns out that was bullshit they do this every time and every time i see like people who are european journalists and otherwise election watchers from not turkey fall for it they do it every time they're lying every time they're trying to keep their election watchers at the polls to keep counting what votes they do have but it's a lie every time like now that being said i do i you know were thumbs put on scales probably right like that the the amount of votes that have shifted from uh, MHP back to the Green Left i mean those people were not voting for that party obviously right mm-hmm. so you know Questions. There are there are always questions, and I've seen a lot. I've I watched this YouTube video by uh, I won't call them out, but by uh, a sort of like one of these sort of like oh neutral lib kind of YouTube news things on uh, for Britain, and they were like this was a great result for Turkish democracy because it was high turnout and there wasn't any like violence or uh... stuff. And I was like, no, wrong. You're wrong. You're completely fucking wrong. This was not a good... And then I get to see the fucking... I forget what what the fuck it was. It was Newsweek or something that was like, oh, you can't call Erdogan a dictator because he went to a runoff. I mean, this is the perfect fucking controlled opposition because as we're going to explain, if you look at his opposition, you would go, yeah, fair enough, that guy seems like a fucking loser. Like... It's like, it's like Putin on, it's not like, it's like Putin, but less developed because, you know, Putin's opposition, you know, his main opposition was a guy who wanted to open go-kart rings in every city in Russia. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You're like, you know, like you could believe that guy would lose an election because he's a fucking joke. Similarly, you could believe Kulich would lose an election because he's lost every election he contended. Which I, I feel like gives us a nice way into the presidential election. So we can we can we can talk about the presidential election a little bit. So we've got a new map, more maps, more Turkish maps for everyone. I'm excited. Let's go. Yeah. So this is the map for the presidential election at the provincial level.
1: Hmm. now that's funny. That seems. I feel like deja vu all of a sudden here, Sinan. Hmm. Now, Not the previous... entirely, but pretty close actually. God damn.
0: Yeah. Now the previous map was a little unfair. On the Republican People's Party. Because technically the correct way to look at it would have been at the alliance level. Mm-hmm. Which then this would have been bang on, pretty much. So it's a little tiny bit unfair on the Republican People's Party, but also fuck the Republican People's Party. They yeah. fucked it again. So fuck them. Now, there are a lot of interesting things about this result. The first one is, if you look at the provinces where Kaluchdaroa did the best, they are provinces where... Uh, basically they are not provinces where the Republican People's Party won the most votes. They are provinces in the southeast. In fact, you see that little island of, like, dark red there? Mm-hmm. That is a province that is called Darsim, officially Tunjeli, but uh, Darsim for reasons. Uh, it voted for him with 80-something percent of the vote.
1: Yep, okay, cool.
0: Like, here... But, here's the problem. Uh, so, what what has basically come to pass is that the republican peoples party took advantage of the fact that the hdp or the the labor and freedom alliance decided not to run a presidential candidate and they went and campaigned actually quite significantly in the southeast of turkey the republican peoples party do not do well in the southeast of turkey they are hated in that region like they did they are the main doers of the genocides in that region Like they are widely detested, but and and usually they get like 14 votes on a provincial level in these parts of the country, right? You'll notice they even got an MP in one of the one of the seats there actually, uh, Diabaker. Now, now Tunjeli darasim is a bit of an exception. They do sometimes do quite well there. It was one of their like fortress, like core places for a while until the HDP came and kicked them out, but. So, in a sense, a red wall did crumble, but it was a long time coming. So, he's done well in the southeast, but you'll notice that he's basically done nothing in central Anatolia. Like, Eskosher, Ankara, fine. He's won Balikasir, fine. Uh, He won Hatay, which he didn't win at the parliamentary level. But he didn't pull out enough voters in places like Istanbul, Ankara, Izmir, like the high population areas it doesn't matter where your voters are right in this in for the presidential election it is straight up whoever gets the most votes wins and they did not run a sufficiently good campaign in western turkey by the looks of it that's what mm. it looks like
1: yeah that tracks. That i've got to say so is it just like is it just a there's the opposition we are up against has too much strength in those areas and people just don't want to vote for a loser or like do you have any idea on why
0: that they felt so, the so badly so there's a third candidate called Sinan oan uh name bros but he is a he is a former member of the fascist party this is okay. going to come up a lot um, the onion, the onion yes because Soan s dot swan is onion in turkish so we had onion and mince yeah, uh, which great. <laughs> we just need some Italian red, and we've got a polonaise, I guess. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Mr. Onion, uh, he he pulls in five something percent, five point two, I think it is percent of the vote, and he is a far right fascist, and he uh, he appears to be open to endorsing Starola, although his voters are all politically closer to Erdogan, and he seems to appeal the way some voters that voted for both the MHP and the Good Party away from their respective alliances which is what what I would call not ideal because it implies that the path to victory is so narrow that it's basically not going to happen like Kalishtarola needs a fucking miracle to win from this position yeah. I don't think he's going to get it Like he is he is not a capable enough politician to produce the kind of miracle required here in two weeks. Less than two weeks, actually now at this point. By the by the time of release, the election will be in what, four days? Four or five days. Like, he doesn't he doesn't have time to pull a miracle out. So what he's gone and done is he's started being super nationalist immediately out the gates. He's okay. come out and he's basically started he's not so much blowing on dog whistles so much as fucking foghorns. Jesus. Talking about there's Borderline, like, calling people who have come to Turkey as refugees, like, nonsense. Like, that's the level of, like, thing he's gone for. And he's come out very angry. And he's saying, like, oh, look at the AKP, they let in all these people. Part of that's because he's courting this onion dipshit's voters. The problem is... He needs the onion dipshits voters. He needs voters in Western Turkey. He needs to improve these margins in Western Turkey quite significantly. I would say by like
1: 5-6% to even stand a doesn't shot. He, doesn't he also run the risk of alienating a bunch of people who voted for him because he wasn't going quite so hard on that rhetoric or is that you know too reductive?
2: Yes. Yeah, a little bit.
1: Is that, so how, we look is at... that
2: how politics works? Because my
1: understanding so... was from, from
2: British politics was that you just like appeal to the smallest minority of complete fuckheads <laughs> you can find. And that's sensible so, and grown up?
0: So if you yeah. look at the numbers, there does appear to have been a bit of attrition between voters in the southeast and voting for star Starollah. Now, there are reasons for this. One is that the Republican People's Party is hated. Right. Right. Baseline, they hate him. Now, despite that, they did come out for him. There is no there is no argument to be had here. Largely Kurdish voters in the southeast of Turkey came out for star Starolla. In a way that like is very surprising, actually. I honestly thought that they wouldn't, and I wouldn't have blamed them if they didn't. I thought that was going to be where, if we ended up with a result like this, I thought that was going to be what the problem was. turns out the problem is, they couldn't run up margins in places that they currently are the local government in, in some cases. Ankara and Istanbul, they're the local government in those places. Istanbul had 12 million electors available for the vote, you know? Like... You could have run a very good campaign there and probably tipped the scales quite significantly here. So now he could alienate those Kurdish voters. I think a lot of those... And there's the other issue, which is that everyone feels demoralized by this result. Part of the reason he's adopted this angry tone is because he wants to make sure no one is demoralized, that Mm. that he's using anger to motivate these people. But the problem is that, one, the opposition is completely demoralized. And I think, fair enough, they fucked it. They they were told the strategy was going to work, and it didn't work. And this is the strategy that every smart, in quotes, you know, like, person said they should do. They should build a broad coalition. They should try and reach out to Kurdish voters. And they should try and reach out to Kurdish voters. But they've completely neglected the places where they had the most ground to sort of pack numbers, basically. This is not like... The British Parliament, where people were like about Jeremy going oh, he's just packed up voters in safe seats. No, that doesn't fucking matter at the presidential election. Pack them up. There's no electoral college. Stack mm-hmm. them up in these fucking places, as far as I'm concerned. Now, what's likely to happen is the, the big fear is that Erdogan's going to win the runoff with 60% of the vote. That he's going to fucking annihilate the opposition candidate. I don't think that's ter- I don't think that's on the cards. Just, like, tentatively, I don't think that's on the cards. Could Kulic Starola do get a lower percentage in the second round? Absolutely. If anyone could, it's him. Like, <laughs> I completely believe that that is on the cards. Like, I don't think he'll get 40%, uh, below 40 God forbid he get below 40, because then it's a real fucking disaster. But I do think it's entirely plausible he loses ground now. And do those voters in the Southeast show up for him again? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Do, you know... And especially in the context of an electorate that looks like it's moved further to the right, and a parliament that is now much further to the right by composition, like I don't know, it's 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 kind of worrying. It's a, it's a little worrying. I don't, you know, you want to be optimistic. You want to say like, look, it's forty nine point five percent. Maybe no one will transfer to Erdogan. You know, like maybe maybe it'll be fine. I, uh,
1: <laughs> I'm not, not entirely sure that's the case. Mm. You so- know. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, a question here: bit like, when I hear about a lot of right wingers kind of getting in, including right wingers who want to change the legal system, right? Because that's what the whole Sharia law kind of stuff is. Um, what are the odds for that Erdogan tries to change it so he can run for more terms? Do you think?
0: I think there's a part of, I think there's like not a great chance of that, and I think because a lot of this party is becoming fatigued with him as leader. Okay. Like, I don't... First of all, Erdogan is 69 years old. Right. He, he's going to be 74 at the time of the next election. If, assuming it's not an early election. Whether his party put... His party... There were times when they were pretty fed up with him before. You know, they mm-hmm. thought he was an albatross around their neck. Now, it turns out that may not be true. He may, in fact, be the best asset that party has, as it turns out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But... I don't think it's terribly likely. And also like those parties that want to change the legal system and such, they will they will not really be given that as their thing. He what they what they've effectively given Erdogan on the parliamentary level is room to change course. Cuz he's won that kind of credibility now. They okay. will give him room to change course and and he doesn't need those minor parties to hold a majority. He only needs the fascist party to hold a majority. And his project these days, even if he changes course on some stuff, even if he starts to change some some of the things he's doing it's not threatened he's not likely to threaten that bond but they might you know, those parties might team up to demand a pound of flesh occasionally from him you know, I, how that plays out I don't think it's very good
1: yeah, this just doesn't sound like there's any it, I don't think there's going to be good times ahead based on a selection result Call me a cynic, but... Mm. I should
0: say, for those wondering about the full results, uh, provisional results, Erdogan is on 49.5% of the vote. Mm-hmm. So he was 0. 0.5 away. And there was a chance on the night that he was going to get above 50% and it was going to be over. Like, uh, Kamal Kalachdaro is on 44.9. The Onion Man is on 5.2. And Mint is on 0. 0.4. Right. So, and now people are talking about Or Owan, who is the um, the candidate who got five plus percent, five point two percent, and his 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 demand was um, that basically his core demand is that the Free Cause Party, who are the Hezbollah Party, um, mm. and the HDP or Green Left, are not given government positions in exchange for anything. Now, the Green Left and that alliance, generally speaking, don't seem interested in being given specific government positions. Their, their interest primarily is getting rid of Erdogan, really. Like, arranging a parliamentary situation that means they can get rid of him. Uh, they, mm. They've been rendered functionally irrelevant because the AKP has a majority with, with its alliance. So... It looks like Sinan Owan might end up endorsing... Now, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. He might end up endorsing Kulich Darula. I don't know that that makes a difference, actually. Like, I, I'm not I'm not convinced that's going to make a difference.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. Would the, are the votes particularly sticky? My intuition is probably yes, given the diversity on display here. But, you know, I guess we'll find out.
0: Yeah, it's it's one of these things where I I don't know that a candidate endorsement will will shift will we'll necessarily transfer well. But er- Kılıçdaroğlu is already talking about, you know, um, an influx of refugees threatening our survival. You know, he's talking about Erdogan deliberately letting refugees into Turkey to let them vote specifically. This is a this is a long-standing conspiracy theory in Turkey. Which is that Syrian refugees have specifically been allowed in and have been given Turkish citizens citizenship, so that they can vote in elections for the AKP. And he's yeah. now playing to that. It is the second round has so far has already been incredibly nasty, and he's already making a play for Sinan Oğan's voters. Whether his core electorate puts up with it or thinks, you know, you know, like the the Keir Starmer supporters who are like, no, no, but he's lying to them, you know, like whether yeah. they kind of all go, yeah, he's lying to them. Right? I don't know, I don't know to be honest and, and I, I don't know that it works. I don't know that it's worth debasing yourself in this way. I mean, not that Kol Darul is a particularly like you know great person to begin with, but it's not it's, I don't know that it's the chance of him winning basically doesn't exist. so I don't know that it's worth this level of thing. but also to be fair, a lot of anti-refugee discourse did happen in the first round talked about it on the podcast even you know so this is not a wild departure but the tone of it is much more aggressive and that's where that's where the worry comes through
1: well um i guess i guess the the follow-up question is in terms of actual concrete policy difference that you can see coming off the back of this election assuming that they do fuck the presidential as well as it seems to be the case what, what do you think the outcome going to be? What do you think it's going to mean in terms of actual material conditions in Turkey in the next like couple of years? So Erdogan's so like Erdogan's economic policy
0: is what I would call unorthodox, if you like. Uh, uh-huh. So Turkey has high inflation, yes. and one of the, and you know there was the ad, the ad that we watched on for that we reacted to, where the guys complaining about the price of onions, right? Yeah, inflation mm-hmm. in Turkey is like eighty percent. Like baseline inflation is eighty percent. It is insanely high. Erdogan has routinely intervened to prevent the central bank from raising interest rates. Now, in the UK, that would actually be a good thing because our inflation is not caused by a wage price spiral. No, it's not. Uh, that's not the cause of our inflation. In Turkey, it might it's not now in now to be now this is the thing. He's, he's moved away from economic orthodoxy, and it has kind of worked, but he's running the Turkish economy very hot and very high inflation. So the sense is that some kind of economic catastrophe is coming. Like a worse economic catastrophe is coming. Right. And the thing about the parliamentary results and this presidential result is he does have a bit of room to change course if he likes. If he feels that pressure to change course, he might. And he's nothing if not, like, a pure populist. In fact, um, during the election period, just in the run-up to it, the government started, like, paying people's energy bills and stuff like that.
1: Like, oh, uh, nice, yeah.
0: Yeah, they started doing that. In fact, I think a person in our Discord got, like, because it was sort of a communal energy bill for their for their building, they got, like, 19 lira off the government, which is, like, 86p or something like that, <laughs> you know? But, you know, that's, the, that's what the energy bills are. You yeah, know, they started doing stuff like that. So they definitely thought they were going to lose. Like, they definitely felt like they were going to lose, I think. But I I don't know if you'll see... There's not really a capacity for more of that kind of state support in Turkey. Turkey is not... Turkey, as much as it has its own currency, it can never go bankrupt, etc., etc. It doesn't have, like, the economic backbone that Britain appears to pretend to have. Like, you know... Mm. It, the creditors may not look favorably upon Turkey constantly doing this. That being said, it, I would say that the direction is not looking particularly good. I think that Turkey's heading for a wall and it will hit it quite hard. And I, and I think that creating a political system with the incentives that Erdogan has, where the opposition cannot win power peacefully, even if it's doing... Like, it's not just like... Incapable. It appears they literally are unable to win because of various factors. Is probably going to lead to some quite bad things. Like you, Mm. you, you, especially if the economy hits a wall, you will probably see protests again against Erdogan at some point. Like a lot, a lot is on the cut. A lot could happen in Turkey. It's it's a country where a lot could happen. So. it's 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 a it's not a confusing picture. It's a, it's an uncertain picture because it depends how Erdogan acts in victory, whether he whether he feels emboldened enough to push harder, or whether he thinks that he's just got enough breathing room to kind of pull back from some of the stuff. That's that's the real question, and we don't know. We don't really know. Like the the man is unpredictable. We do know that like generally speaking. This will uh, the opposition candidate and the opposition alliance, uh, not the not the Labour and Freedom Alliance, to be clear, but the uh, the one led by the Republican People's Party were more sort of openly just like yes man to NATO kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And which is why you get these like weird people being like, it's actually good on anti imperialist grounds to to let the Turkish state decide the result of the election, which it's not. Uh, shut the fuck up, basically. Um, I don't know how else to explain that, but but it appears to be a misunderstanding that Erdogan is anti-NATO. He's not. Uh, he just wants to. He just not. He's just been around a while. It, it, I feel like his relationship to NATO is he's a bastard, but he's our bastard.
1: Yeah, makes sense.
0: And also, he's he's like trying to get Sweden to extradite its MPs to Turkey to face trial. Which well, is, is, yeah, is no. it's kind of a show. It's a show for domestic voters. I feel like after this election, he might pull back from that.
1: Well, it'll be interesting to see. I. Mm, yeah. So basically, Erdogan's got what he wanted, which is potential for breathing room or to double down harder if he wants to. The opposition mm. have totally fucked it. And they're not gonna win the presidency. And even if they do win the presidency, they're totally screwed because their entire mandate is to stop the presidency ruling by diktat. So yeah, that all yeah. sounds great. That sounds very that's, hopeful.
0: That's about the long and short of what's happened. Yeah, they have they have completely fucked it. And it's not Mince's fault. It's not for once it's not Mince's fault. Uh it is and oh I should say, actually pollsters did the polsters weighed in about Colour Star Roller the one i read said basically you will see in some polls before the polling ban came in that kalistarola looked like he was going to win in the first round that obviously did not happen and so all of the pollsters have basically been brought onto news networks to explain how did you fuck it now part of it is well we're not allowed to do polls two for two weeks before the election how could we have predicted we can't show us a change we, even if we found the change we couldn't publish it right so they were a bit like that about it. But they were also like, what happened was, was uh was basically uh, stoned. He got like rocks thrown at him during a visit to Erzurum. <laughs>
1: um,
0: and there was an uptick in votes for him out of sympathy, because they were like, well, you know, he might be a fucking boring twat who's a tax inspector, but also that's not really grounds to throw rocks at him. So he got an uptick in sympathy because of that incident specifically, according to the pollsters. And then they went on to explain that, like, no, no, but this guy was consistently losing in every poll up until that moment. Like, why is anyone surprised by this? This guy is, like, in, like, focus groups such that they exist in Turkey. He is, like, regarded as a loser. He's a loser. Like, everyone thinks this guy's a fucking loser. And, And they said, like, out of the likely prospective candidates, he was the weakest one by some margin. The, the two alternative candidates they regularly polled from the Republican People's Party were the mayor of Istanbul, Ekremi Imamoglu, and the mayor of Ankara, Mansur Yavash. Now, Monsur Yavash is a former member of the fascist party. It came up again. Uh, but they did at least make him run as a Republican People's Party candidate, you know, multiple times. And then he became mayor of Ankara. And he's uh, also uh, this this really like drove Ben insane. He's also done some broadband communism. <laughs> as as mayor of stum- as Ankara, sorry. So he's also done some broadband communism a little bit. There's a municipal internet company, I believe, in Ankara. So anyway, a little bit of broadband communism for for, for the lads. Um But uh, the two those two candidates polled at like seven to fifteen percent higher than Kalutschdarolla. So they both would have won in the first round, assuming that, you know everything else had fallen into place in a similar way problem is Ekrem Imamoglu is not doing especially well as mayor of istanbul so you know questions around that he also uh, was banned barred from running because of a, a conviction he got for like i think it was corruption or something sure. like that some sort of political thing it was it was a completely political trial to just sort of stop him from running Amanjo Yavash chose not to run and those two would have been appointed one of I think it would have been nine vice presidents I think because <laughs> okay. the Turkish president can appoint as many vice presidents as they like sure uh, so there would have been like each of the party leaders of the six parties so Kılıçdaroğlu would be president so there would be five and then there would have been the mayor of Istanbul mayor of Ankara so seven yeah so it would have been seven vice presidents
1: <laughs> which is uh it's not it's not a system that works, right? So um, right, uh, sorry, I have to ask. So if a president gets like taken out by like act of god, which of the nine vice presidents do be like set an order of succession or like how does that work? That's a good question. I'm not sure. Um <laughs> Do they have well, another I'm... election?
0: Um actually they must not have another election. Um Hold on, hold on, let me uh let
1: me look. Um I'm sure someone's fought it through, right?
0: It it, it it's um It's, um, okay, so I believe that the, so this, so Turkey does have a, have like, I believe it would be the Speaker of the Assembly who would become President.
2: What?
1: What's the point of being, right, okay, sorry.
0: Because, because the Speaker of the Assembly has political mandate, like, Democratic.
2: The The Vice Presidents are just made up, aren't they?
0: Yeah, the vice president's are basically. I think it's the... I'm not sure about that. That's something... That's something for people to look up, but I'm reasonably sure in the current model that they have, it would be the speaker of the assembly who would get to be president. So vice president's basically just a
1: sinecure, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's... it's, it's I, I don't... What, the, what are the responsibilities of a vice president of Turkey? Let's find out. Uh, second highest officer in the executive branch after the president. Okay, yeah, fine. Statutory member of the cabinet... National Security Council and Supreme Military Council, which might mm. be why uh, that's kind of important. To st- yeah, they, the president may appoint one or more vice presidents after being elected. Ah! Here we go. Um, Here's what actually happens when the presidential office becomes vacant. Okay. If the presidential office becomes vacant for any reason, the presidential election shall be held within 45 days. The vice president shall act as and exercise the powers of president until the next president is elected. So I think they would decide among themselves who gets
1: to be president. That, that seems period. like a very stable system, yeah, and not at all prone to a massive so, implosion if anything happens to the president. Cool.
0: I think the I think the implication is that the is that the um is that the Republican People's Party vice presidents would decide among themselves to become president during that period.
1: Hmm.
0: So you would either end up with Mansur Yavash or Ekrem Imamoglu. Ima- I mean, you wouldn't, you won't, because it's not going to happen. Like. To be clear, it's not happening. He's not winning. Like, if he does win, like, I want to be optimistic and say that, like, okay, Kılıçdaroğlu is a terrible politician. He's a bad campaigner. um, And he's doing... He's turning up the racism dial to try and attract 5.2% of the electorate that basically already hate him because he's from a minority group in Turkey. Fine. Uh, But maybe, maybe he could, like, drive up the margins in the west of Turkey. You know, maybe take Bursa... And, you know, increase his margins in Balıkesir and Izmir and Ankara and Antalya and places like that. Maybe he can do it. I don't know. Like, I just find it very unlikely that a, a historically, excuse me, that a historically, like, incapable politician would do that. Like, hmm. he's he is the worst politician in the history of the country by some margin, like I would say, <laughs> to have that position. Like... The previous guy who was the leader of the party was also fucking dog shit, by the way. But I think this guy's even worse.
2: It's, very, yeah, um, it's th- very off-brand for him to be like, the best at something.
0: Yeah, it's very strange that he pulled that off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like... He, like At this point, I'm like, well, maybe he should have fucking let... Um, let fucking Mints be the candidate. I mean, Jesus Christ. It couldn't have been worse than this. And, and, and it's even worse when you look at the broadness of the parties that that supported him for president. Because remember, um, like two of the alliances, the Labour and Freedom Alliance and the Union of Socialist Forces, who got like 0.5% of the votes, not a massive alliance, they all got out of the fucking way and explicitly endorsed him. Everyone bent over backwards for this guy who was and interested in He still in, fucked you know, it. He still fucked it. Everyone bent over backwards. Like,. The fucking Liberal Democrat Party of Turkey with their high-as-fuck dolphin endorsed him. But I'm not kidding. That is their party (laughs) logo. Like, that is their party logo. That is the Liberal Democrat Party logo right there. Say, party is the same age as me. This is the political party that when they were given, like, a minute to talk about their policies during an election broadcast, said that they were going to privatise literally everything, including the TV station they were in.
1: I didn't didn't realise that Echo was a dick, but here we are.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like... (laughs) Like, the broad... Everyone got out of their fucking way. Like, like from communist parties to conservative parties to nationalist parties to, you know, like an explicit feminist party. Everyone got out of this fucking way. And it still didn't fucking work. Still didn't work. Like, just, just couldn't... It couldn't happen for him. He couldn't make it happen. Just an embarrassment all round. Like, even wow. the fucking Justice Party have supported him in the second round. Another favourite of Pets right there. <laughs> <laughs> like, he... Like, I cannot... Like, I feel like the thing that, like, a lot of people miss is how much people, like, got out of the way. Like, Kılıçdaroğlu could never hope to win. You know, like, the provinces he did the best in, the ten provinces he did the best in, all ten of them are in the southeast of Turkey. A place where his party functionally doesn't exist... Like, every other part of his alliance, unofficial or official, held up its end of the bargain, except the people he privileged the most on his party list, which is the AKP, former AKP people, and the uh, the Islamist party. Like, there are, re- there are like, serious questions for those parties to ask themselves. Well, first of all, those parties scammed Kalachdaro, which is fine. He's a fucking idiot, apparently. So, you know, whatever. They can scam him all they like. But, like, the Saadet party, you know, like... The fucking the the party that's like deriving from their ideology, they managed to win seats as part of the government alliance, you know? Um, the E Party, they got fucking outdone by the fascist party that was polling on seven percent. They outperformed the polls again. You know, they got outdone by then. What's the point of some of these parties? Why are they in this alliance? They're not delivering anything to it, you know? They're not holding up their end of the bar and people are asking this question, and who's made the decisions? And by the looks of it, Kulut made the decisions.
1: I get the impression I, this isn't going to hold together for next time somehow. Call me yeah. a prophet. Uh, yeah.
0: Can you tell from the way I'm talking about it that there's a lot of people who are quite angry about what's happened? Um, who are quite angry about how this alliance is, has shaken out? Because the, thi- the thing is, it would be one thing if they had delivered. You know, if they delivered 5%, like if they'd taken 5% off error, or even like 2.5% of er- let's say Let's say that, you know. Let's say that we ended the first round at 47-47. Right. Something like that. That's sure. completely different to 40, 49 point5 to forty four point nine. Mm-hmm. That is completely different. It's a, and you know and then you could reasonably look at it and say, well, you know maybe they didn't deliver on the party list because people see Republican People's Party on the list and they don't look at who's on the list. Fine, you know maybe that's what's happened. And but then even then I would be like, really, we we did all this for a two percent gain, a two percent gain in the in the thing. Over, you know, because if you add all of the candidates who've just stepped out of the way onto Color Star he pretty much got their result. In fact, he got a bit less than them. Actually, like he he did worse. I mean, I'm God inca- knows.
1: I'm increasingly of a position that coming together in a broad tent and getting people to step aside doesn't work because voters want to vote for what they actually believe in at the end of the day, and they also believe in strength. And so, if they feel like there's a you know, there's manoeuvres going on to force them to vote for someone who isn't strong enough to win their vote on their own. They just stay home, is my yeah. general kind of impression of all this kind of shit.
0: Yeah, I mean, so did someone on this uh, on this particular episode make a video about progressive alliances?
1: Mm, Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe they Maybe. did.
0: Maybe they did. Maybe, you know. <laughs> I, it was, I, it, was, I, it, was,
1: it, was a, it was a very good video, Jamie. Congratulations on it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Jamie YouTuber arc.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Jamie starting Mince Tube. I'm I'm now just picturing Jamie giving like a a deep analysis of electoral Coalition's set to like him murdering people in Hitman playthroughs. Like, yeah. Yeah, That is a, that is a, that is absolutely a genre
0: of content that does well. (laughs) Like (laughs) that absolutely exists. I like, I, I, uh, I watch like, uh, like Noah Samson and like, uh, people like that on YouTube, and uh, they always do like reactions to particularly cursed um, like right wing YouTubers, and they're and and like a common genre of thing that I keep seeing is teenage well like eighteen year old plays you know whatever latest like shooter game is while talking about politics over it, and I'm just like that's that's fascinating to me. Mm. I I like that in a way in a way I like that, but they're all right wing, so I'm like these these kids, man, you know. <laughs> Let's let's raise the voter age to twenty five. No, I'm I'm just kidding. <laughs> like I'm joking. That's a joke. No one take that seriously. But yeah, like yeah, you know, it's just it is just the type of thing now. And yeah, a bit yeah, it's hard to feel optimistic after this election. Like it's very difficult. If anyone wanted a note of optimism, I would offer this.
2: Minced it the, really badly.
0: Minced it really badly. That is very yeah. <laughs> Spoiled mints, I guess, but (laughs) which is but the the key things are that as an alliance, Labour and Freedom got more than ten percent of the vote, which means that even if they re-raised the electoral threshold to ten percent, they would have got those seats, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Turkish Workers Party doubled their seat count on their while running as their own list. You know they won in Hatay. Uh, they won. Uh, they won MPs in I think each of Istanbul's individual, uh, you know, electoral districts, including their leader Erkan Bush, who very much looks like the kind of guy you would imagine leading a party called the Turkish Workers Party. Mm-hmm. Uh, just in case anyone's wondering what he looks like in on the call, there you go.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's like um, God, man, it's like a, a sad El Chapo. <laughs>
0: Well, he, yeah, he, he's um, yeah, he, he is by all accounts quite quite good, uh, quite good politically, but the but the obvious notes of of pessimism are AKP alliance majority in parliament, a whole new batch of fucking insane right wingers emerging from both alliances, including the E Party, who are you know like, don't be fooled by like European media who don't call them like a nationalist party. They are a nationalist party, and they and you know like one of the most disgusting right wing parties in Turkey spawned from them, you know. So just mm. just everyone bear that in mind. The other note of pessimism is obviously Kılıçdaroğlu has no chance of winning. Like I'll be, f- he has a 0.1 percent chance of winning. Like it's not impossible, obviously,
1: but it's no, no, very unlikely. No, not impossible, but like it yeah. could be a literal act of God, and he ends yeah. up in somehow, but. That doesn't mean you put much stock in it, right?
0: Yeah, like, it is very unlikely that he will emerge victorious. And, you know, the opposition's demoralized, and he's already going hard after Sinan Owen's, uh voters. And they and they are ideologically closer to the AKP. And the other note of, of uh, pessimism is even if he does win, it is a perfect recipe for disaster. Like, he, he is... His best bet, if he does win, is to is to rule by decree for a short period, try and just do rapid fire improvements to people's lives. You know, just quick fire, rapid, you know, improvements to people's lives. Call a snap election and try and win the parliament and the presidency again. But, given that it's him, if he does try and do that, he will fuck it. Mm. <laughs> And, uh, and in terms of, like, what is this going to mean for uh, Turkey? It probably means it's heading through a wall quite quickly. Like, it is probably going to accelerate towards a wall. And the opposition is probably going to have a really big bloodletting after this. Because they have, they, the opposition party, the main opposition party, Republicans' People's Party, they feel like they've done everything they were told to do. Like they have they have adhered to the political incentives Erdogan has constructed even among the electorate and they still can't win. So there are a lot of quite frustrated people in that party infrastructure that are gonna that are gonna have words. I would be very surprised if Kultsdarol or, or anyone aligned to him becomes remains remains or becomes leader after this. Like if he loses. If he wins, then you know everything will be you'll be surprised how quickly everything will be forgiven if he wins. Yeah. But but given that he's not gonna win. And if he does win, everyone is absolutely allowed to say, I, I fucking told you so I was you know, you were wrong, you stupid prick. People are allowed to say that to me.
2: But all, like are they also allowed to post guess who fucked it.jpg. Y-
0: yes, they are also allowed. but but if Kalut fucks it, I am gonna edit his face into that with him dress as a pirate. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, just, just everyone be, beware. I'm not, you know, but he, like, it's unlikely. It is very unlikely that he's going to win. It is kind of a bad night. It was a bad night. Generally, it looks like the electorate has skewed further to the right, even than it already was. Like, you know, traditional number given is 65%. It looked like among young voters that may have been 70, 75 so you know, here's the
1: here's the million dollar question, incident and like yeah. obviously they've skewed right. If uh, if Turkey does hit this economic wall, whilst this increased Fash presence is there, does that mean Turkey just goes outright naked Fash at that point, or?
0: Well, the the, the question there is like, how much is Turkey already outright naked Fash, right? Like, there's a Fash party that is in the governing coalition already. Hmm. You know, uh, the gov- Well, that's a confidence and supply technically, but they're already like propped up by a fash party and as i sort of explained in one of the i think it might have been a main episode the akp's organizational muscle in government and in a lot of cases on the street does come from the fash party
2: hmm.
0: so the it, question is like how much of it how much is like what's going unsaid is now just openly said yeah is more of a question and in turkey not much is left unsaid these days, you know, already, you know, like the opposition candidate's already going around saying, "Oh, these refugees, you know, they're they're they're, you know, attacking our children and stuff," you know, like he's already gone there. Like you, know, and, and if Turkey hits that wall, ah, uh, you know, there are some very unpleasant parties out there, that are, that, are, that, are, that are waiting. You know, that victory party that did very shit.
1: Mm. You
0: know, that guy's waiting. You know, there are there are red-brown fash types, you know, the patriotic party, led by a guy who really deserves his own episode, but will probably be a bonus episode, Dor Perinçek, who has held basically every single political position it's possible to hold in Turkey, you know?
2: Gotta like, he's more.
0: been... Yeah, he's very, you know, I kind of jokingly describe him as the George Galloway of Turkish politics, and he does kind of look the part, too, uh, but... You know, he's waiting. Not that these people will do well, but they will will enact influence. They will be able to push politics in a direction. And it's not going to be a pleasant one. Especially with the AKP on its own so weak. Like, it's a vulnerable... It's not... The AKP did not do well on its own. With its alliance, it won a majority. On its own, it did quite poorly and that has meant that's meant that means it's more reliant on you know these these you know small parties the Hezbollah party it let in on its list the fascist party the new re- the new welfare party and it's more vulnerable to pushes from the outside from you know victory party and stuff like
1: that so in conclusion sinan what did we learn
0: uh, don't make really stupid alliances and also don't pick the guy who's lost five elections in a row to be the guy who leads you in the one final, the thing that you, like, bill as the one last election.
1: So basically, losers remain losers. Don't go down with them. Cool. Awesome. Yep. Yeah.
2: yeah. That's about it, really. That like, mint is a fucking helmet.
0: Yeah, he is. Fucking hell. <laughs> God, I'm glad he I'm glad he did shit, cause I I think I described the way he withdrew on the stream, and it's just such a cuntish way to withdraw. Anyway, Mintz fucked it. He's fucked off. Uh, all the fucked it. Uh, I guess the only other person who had a good night other than Erdogan was Sinan Oan. because now he gets to play Kingmaker, but he's not really a Kingmaker, but he gets to pretend. Mm. You know, because of the numbers. He gets to pretend he's a kingmaker. And he actually outperformed his electoral alliance by like ten times. So, you know. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, a lot of, you know, a, a, a good night for people called Sinan, I guess. I mean, I, I had a lot of fun. Sinan one did quite well. You know.
1: You heard it here first. If you want success in a Turkish election, rename yourself Sinan you'll be you'll be doing well. Yeah, that's it.
0: I think he's like the first frontline politician with my name as well, so it's not gone well. It had to be the fash cunt as well.
1: It's like balanced, you know. You came along and it was necessary that we create a balance in the universe or something. Oh I don't know. Well,
0: like he's older now. than me, so I feel like I'm balancing him.
1: all oh, right okay, cool. Because he's just,
0: he's like this he's like what, he's like fifty one or something? He doesn't look great for it either. He, he Like I think I showed a picture of him, and everyone was like, "That's a haircut you can set your watch to." <laughs> <laughs> like, like, but yeah, he's gonna if he. Um, look, I don't know if he's gonna endorse Color roller or Erdogan or no one, but there is every possibility that if he, that a deal will be cut where he ends up becoming a vice president of Turkey or being given a ministry. So, you know. Uh, but obviously that would rely on whoever he backs winning. Which, if it's Colt Starrall, they will not. Uh, and I think part of the reason he won't endorse Colt Starrall is, is because it's so obvious he's going to lose. Mm. Like, no one no one wants to attach themselves to a loser. Now, if it was 47-47, you know, we're having a different conversation. Yeah. But, but it's not. And so this is where we are. Right. Everyone, I think that's uh, more than enough yeah. of the election reaction. Because poor Jamie's going to have to edit this. <laughs>
2: And, and I'm also due on stream in like 10 minutes, so...
0: Yeah, what stream is it, just out of my curiosity? It's, um, Core Keeper. <laughs> okay. I okay. Might, I might tag along. Um, cool. Also, someone has just added me, uh, no, it's okay. It, it was not, okay, but, uh, James, uh, why don't you tell us where
1: we can find you before we wrap up? Yeah, so just general plugs, um, so... I've been wanting to say this forever. Uh, listen to Peace at Home with music by Jordan. I think that's oh, a really fuck, good Oh, fuck. I forgot call. to
0: say the music bit. God yeah. damn
2: it. <laughs> also,
1: we rebranded on the stream. It's it's at Poem now. No. Oh, it? <laughs> okay. Well, listen to Beast at Poem bat. with music by it. Norden. <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, but I mean, I, like you'll, you'll find me wherever you find Jamie. That's the general yeah. rule. So yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, also, bat merch coming soon. As soon yes. as we learn how to do merch properly, we will actually make bat merch for everyone. Yeah. I might even make Batman a thing. But <laughs> <laughs> that's what they should rename the Turkish province of Batman. In fact, if anyone's wondering, Batman did vote for Ruler. So you know. Some fun things there. Yeah. He had the support of billionaire Bruce Wayne. No wonder he was going to lose. No one <laughs> could trust him after that.
1: Nobody cared who I was until I jumped through the drum. Okay.
0: <laughs> okay, everyone. Uh, there won't. There isn't going to be a bonus for a little while because I'm off to Lithuania and we're going to have to react to another election night in two weeks. Yeah. And So you're getting long episodes for now and then the bonuses will return. Uh, some some point soon we've got a good one we're gonna react to Turkish election songs nice uh, but we need but we need Ben back for that yeah we need their expertise but anyway everyone take it easy we'll catch you on the next one bye see ya bye